This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics. We've got Liz Peek. Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and we have Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury for Public Affairs. She's a political columnist, Monica Crowley podcast. By the way, first of all, ladies, thank you for coming on today. We appreciate it, as always. I want to tell you, the two of you, that segment we did on TV, the two of you, along with uh, Steve Forbes, who was remote, uh, was the highest rated segment of the entire week. Just one thing. <laughs> <Good for us. laughs> I know, it's true. And by the way, it was a very big number. <laughs> so, wow. so bless you. Anyway, um, I'm going to start with Liz Peek, the New York Sun. Liz Peek, Biden dodging criticism over illegal aliens in New York will lurk in Alaska where he could face a chilly reception. That's a Seth Lipsky header. I know it's fantastic. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> but basically, no 9-11 memorial, okay? He's going to be in Alaska, and he's going to spit in their face because he just ended all drilling in Anwar and the national parks and whatnot. By the way, he broke the law with this executive order. This is insanity, Liz Peek, and I wanted to start with this insanity stuff. No 9-11 memorial and no drilling, okay? What is up with this guy? (laughs) Well, I I second your opinion 100%. It does seem to me that right now, as gasoline prices are headed higher and oil prices are moving up, the absolutely stupidest thing for Joe Biden to do is to remind voters that he is at least partly responsible for this very huge increase in inflation and their daily uh, cost of living. It's an amazing, uh, again, amazing sort of political mishap, it seems to me. He didn't have to do this. As you point out, it is also illegal because in the 2017 uh, mm. tax bill, there was a requirement for the mm. government to issue at least two leases, hold two lease sales in this part of Alaska. But but bigger than that, this is the biggest future source of incremental revenues, incremental production. We could be producing more oil today had we allowed exploration to go forward in Alaska. And by the way, I have a cousin who did drill in Alaska, picked up some leases from the majors that they had dropped because the politics was so hot, discovered the biggest onshore oil discovery in 50 years in America, uh, and made a fortune because guess what? That's where the oil is. He discovered two billion barrels of oil. Hmm. And in this Anwar, these, these leases, it could be as much as 13 billion. It's wow. outrageous that Biden has taken this off the market. You know, we're running huge deficits. That originally was in the tax cut bill, the Trump tax cut bill, as a revenue measure. 
So in effect, he's going to kill those revenues. I mean, not only going to raise prices, not only going to cause inflation, and the indigenous native tribes want this, no matter what Deborah Holland has to say, but it was originally done as a revenue measure, which is, you know, yet another problem. But Monica Crowley, the other piece of this, which is uh, such an insult to me, I'm sure the others, um, he's not going to be at any of the 9-11 memorials. Okay, he's going to be in Alaska. And Alaska wasn't hit. New York was hit. Virginia was hit. The Pentagon was hit, etc., etc. What is up with that? That is an insult to everybody. You know, I don't understand, Larry and Liz, why people are still surprised about this. Joe Biden has not exhibited any kind of love for America, sense of patriotism, it, frankly, throughout his entire career, and certainly as president of the United States, you will recall the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan that resulted in the death of 13 brave servicemen. And when those bodies were returned, he was caught looking at his watch. This is a man who has displayed no patriotism or love of country. So on one of our most somber anniversaries, September 11th, where nearly 3,000 Americans and others were killed by Islamic terrorists, this man is going about as far away physically and geographically as possible from the sites of New York, uh, Washington, D.C., and that field in Pennsylvania, going all the way to Alaska. This this tells you exactly who this man is. Mm. And while we're out here trying to make sense of his catastrophic policies, including on energy, the war on domestic energy production and fossil fuels and the rest of it, they're over here basically waging war on the Constitution of the country. So we're trying to apply policy and common sense explanations for what he's doing when he and his administration are driven by something else completely, which is an ideology uh, designed for the fundamental transformation of the nation. Yeah, it's well put. Liz, you know, the other side of this, um, he is, (laughs) think about this for a second. This past week, you get the OPEC Plus announcement that they're going to extend the uh, production cuts. OPEC Plus includes Iran and Venezuela, I might add, as long as Russia and Saudi Arabia and so forth. So they're cutting production. So Biden, almost the same day or the next day, uh, announces no more drilling in in Anwar and in Alaska, uh, which is illegal, as you've noted. Um, He's cutting production. He's cutting future production. That's right. I mean, it's like... Liz, which side is he on? I mean, you know, we talk about America first. Which side is he on? You know, Larry, I think what's kind of the bigger question here, too, is, is Biden actually trying to be reelected? Because at this point, he should be pivoting towards the middle. He should be trying to appease some of the critics who, again, place a large part of inflation on his doorstep first through too much spending, and secondly, because of his war on fossil fuels. But you don't see any of that. And in fact, this, I mean, as I say, I think it's an incredible act of sort of political malfeasance to come out with this uh, banning of drilling on Anwar at the same time, again, as oil prices are going up. And by the way, this isn't the only thing that's in the crosshairs of this administration. It also may be that they decide to cancel the Dakota Access Pipeline which is destined to bring oil from North Dakota uh, to the central part of the country. This is also sort of up in the air. It wouldn't surprise me at all 
if they do that. I mean, mm. it's really, it is honestly crazy because Americans are looking at their utility bills. They know electricity prices are going up. They are beginning to figure out that a lot of this is because of the green energy push. By the way, we haven't talked about the G20 summit, but it's pretty hilarious to see all these leaders of the world convalesce, you know, convening in India and Biden Literally, Biden administration said he wants to take Bidenomics to the rest of the world, which honestly had me falling off my chair laughing. Uh, but what he's talking about is the green agenda. And guess what? The, the third world in particular, but even a lot of Europe now, is rejecting the Green New Deal because they know it's really hurting their country. So, you know, this, this guy is so out of step, and he's just kowtowing to a pretty small part of America that wants all this to go on. Monica, the CNN poll shows that all the Republican candidates are either tied or beating Biden. All of them. So I guess, what do you make of that? But if if I were a Democratic strategist and I'm looking at this, uh, and this is not the only poll, I would say the guy's a loser. And so then the question is, who's going to take him on? Somebody, I mean, if I were a Democrat, I would say, we're going to lose. The guy's, you know, for all of his bad policies and his infirmities and whatnot, somebody's got to step in and take him on, Monica. I mean, you could do it, but you're a Republican, not a Democrat. So (laughs) somebody's got to take him on, Monica Crowley. Well, a couple of points about this, and I saw that CNN poll, which was really interesting, and it was fascinating to watch the left go absolutely bananas over it. <laughs> um, first of all, you know, to pick, on some, pick up on something that Liz just said, I think more and more Americans are waking up to the fact that they are witnessing the intentional destruction of the country. And the reason I use intentional is at this point, three years in, to the Biden presidency, you know, any normal president or politician would change course faced with the the wreckage on the economy and the wide open border and millions of illegals and the collapse of law and order and the collapse of our cities just out of sheer political survival for himself and his party. A normal president would change course, and yet we have seen zero course correction in any directions from this president and his administration. I think most people are looking at that and saying, oh, I guess this is the plan. This is the Biden administration's set of policies, and they're not going to change it. They're very unhappy with it, and their lives are markedly worse than they were three, four years ago when President Trump was in office, even at the height of the pandemic. Yeah, but- so to get, to, your, to get to your question about who replaces Biden, look, right. I am of the opinion that if the left power brokers believe that they can run another basement strategy with him and Kamala, they will. This is why you're seeing COVID, medical tyranny returning and everything else. If they think they can pull that off again with him, they will go with him. If, however, they think that they cannot, he is going to be gone. And I think we're starting to see them move in that direction. This is why you're hearing about all the bribery and the corruption, which you know, they would be more than happy to bury if they thought they could pull it off with him. But so I think they want him gone. They cannot run her. She's the most unpopular VP in American history. So the question is, who comes up? And I think the most difficult for President Trump 
and the Republicans would be Michelle Obama. Yes, I was just going to ask Liz, when does Michelle Obama throw her hat into the ring? Huh. Well, look, I, I mean, she doesn't have to until very late in the day, right? Yeah, because Obama yeah. has in place, courtesy her husband, she has an entire network of PACs and fundraising apparatus at her disposal, enormous name recognition, enormous popularity. I would argue the later she jumps in, the better. It might even happen at the convention around that time yeah. because the more she campaigns, the more her popularity will decline. And I don't necessarily mean that she'll offend people, although she might. She's made some offensive comments in the past. But the more people know about Michelle Obama, right now they have a very glossy view of her, thanks to Mm. unmitigated love affairs with Vogue magazine and and so (laughs) forth. Uh, You know, that only gets worse with exposure, right? So, and and by the way, I think she'll be a formidable opponent no matter when she gets in. But for Democrats, I think the later the better. Well, I would just say, if Michelle Obama throws her hat into the ring, somebody's got to keep a close health watch on Hillary Clinton, who might <laughs> commit suicide. I, I mean, that's really... So true. She just will go crazy on his... All right. We, on that high note, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, Monica Crowley, former assistant treasury secretary and uh, author of the Monica Crowley podcast. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury and uh, sponsor of the Monica Crowley podcast. Monica Crowley, begin with you. Donald Trump in South Dakota drew huge crowds. I think he might have had a third of the state's population. (laughs) I don't know how many people are in South Dakota. But the interesting uh, thing was Governor Kristi Noem endorsed Mr. Trump for president is that a vice presidential endorsement, Monica Crowley? <laughs> I think there are a number of top Republicans who are vying for that coveted position on Trump's uh, ticket to be his running mate. Um, I saw the event last night. Uh, Governor Nome is a friend, as I know she's a friend of yours. She's yep. phenomenal. She's a great leader in a great state uh, that has been kept free throughout the COVID pandemic and beyond. So she is very talented, and I think her endorsement is is going to carry some weight, particularly with women who may look askance at President Trump but want to take another look at him. And I do think, you know, that she is certainly in the vice presidential running. You know, President Trump's comments last night at the event were also very interesting, and I just posted this up on my Twitter account. A part of uh, I posted a clip of him because at one point he did get emotional 
Now, Donald Trump is is a wonderful man. Um, we all know him personally. He is a wonderful man. And he genuinely loves this country, which is why he ran for the presidency to begin with. And at one point last night, he got emotional when he was talking about the deliberate destruction of America. Mm. And he actually had to pause. And it was an authentic moment. It was not some Bill Clinton biting of the lip phony stuff. <laughs> This was a genuine moment on the part of President Trump. He really feels for what this country is going through, and he understands that we are in a war for the future of the country. Mm. And so the question is, do the rest of us understand that, that the hour is very late in America? You know, the left has made tremendous progress over many decades to get us to this tipping point. And we all have to understand that we're going to take to the ramparts here and, and really fight well, for the country um, in 2024 and beyond. It's an interesting, uh, Vince, <clears throat> Vince Haley sent me a copy of the speech, and it was a heck of a speech, and it was an issues speech, loaded with issues, one after another, with facts and figures. And Liz, I say that because I, I know that you, like me, probably like Monica, we want him to look forward, stop harping on the 2020 election, that's what the speech was. He, I think he mentioned the election once, uh, but it was more in the context of interfering with the election and the weaponization of the Justice Department and so forth. But it was a really good, solid uh, issue speech, Liz. And I think, you know, he is evolving into a pretty good candidate. Now, I know you have some reservations. I appreciate that. But... I, th- I think, you know, I guess what I'm asking is, do you see him evolving in the right direction, looking to the future, not the past? Yeah, I, I totally do. And I thought your interview with him highlighted that um, mm. progress. Let's Thanks. call it progress, because it really not that long ago, all he would do would talk about was talk about the 2020 election. And, right. you know, at some point that isn't just tiresome. It is actually really detrimental to Republicans' hopes of winning elections, because I hear this. I see it on Twitter. I hear it from people uh, on the right. It's like, why, why should I bother to go vote when the elections are rigged and we can't win anyway? Boy, do you not want that message out there. So I, I think he is more focused on uh, issues, and I think you have made that clear to him. Other people have, and, mm. you know, uh, that's what's going to win an election. I, my concerns about Donald Trump are not at all about his policies, but rather his electability. Mm. And even in this CNN poll, which is honestly catastrophic for Joe Biden, I mean, if you go through this poll line by line, there isn't a single thing that is redeeming about this poll for Joe Biden. The only good news is there are indications that people are going to vote for Joe Biden again as a vote against Donald Trump, which they did in 2020. And if that number stays quite high amongst independents and Democrats, you know, you've got a problem. You've got a problem winning an election. Boy, we cannot afford to win this election. But one comment on the VP situation, Hmm. everyone who has done well in the debates, Nikki Haley, Ramaswamy, everybody has been now mentioned as a VP candidate. The the reason this is incredibly important, more important than usual, Trump, if he's elected, only has four years. So it's a little bit like Nikki Haley saying a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris, which is her smartest move to date. And that's a theme that's now been picked up elsewhere. A vote for Donald Trump is a vote also a little bit 
uh, the way our American politics goes for whoever his vice president is. So it's a pretty big role that someone is going to occupy. Throw your hat in the ring, Liz. Yeah, yeah. No, Throw your hat me. in the ring. <laughs> but, but, you know, right now there's some congressional people talking about Nikki Haley, and I think Nikki Haley would be a fabulous choice. Mm-hmm. She's got a smart answer on abortion. Big state. I mean, Christy Nome's terrific, but who's got, you know, who cares about the whatever, the, what do they have? I don't even know, one or two electoral college votes in her state? Not much, right? Um, I'll just close out. We've just got a minute to go. Um, the tips poll just came out, new tips poll. It's a very, very good poll. Uh, on issues, the economy, 46%. Second was crime, gun violence, 28 Immigration and border security, 27. Those are the top three issues, economy, crime, and immigration. Monica Crowley, just got 30 seconds. Investigations of the Trump administration, 8%. It's like fourth from the bottom. Monica, I know the mainstream media obsesses about the investigations, but I think it's an issues campaign Yes, I agree. And, and you said investigations of the Trump administration. I think you meant Biden administration, but yeah. No, no, it's Trump. Investigations of Trump. Oh, of Trump. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, look, this is going to be an issues-oriented campaign. You're exactly right. And the thing that all three of those top all issues right. have in common, quality of life. Liz Peek, can't thank you enough. Monica Crowley, can't thank you enough. Great twosome. Folks, I'm Kudlow. We'll be back next weekend.